Hey, and thanks for signing up. It is October 15th, 2021. You're listening to the 86th edition of the Public Beta Podcast. Your host this week, myself, Lee, and Whopper Jr. at 9 a.m. Reef. <laughs> Hi. It is the 86th episode. I double-checked. Uh, oh. We, we both, the stars have aligned. We are both sitting here on a Friday a.m. Yeah, I just, I just decided to book off today because I wanted yeah, to. Just walk, you don't walk out. <laughs> just like, come out. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been off, I'm using air quotes, uh, this entire week. So here we are, just lit on a Friday a.m., burgers in our bellies. Uh, th- that blows my mind because, like, Wendy's opens at 10 and the whole menu's ready to go, right? So you yeah. can get the Dave single, you can get the mushroom Swiss burger. I don't, right at 10 I don't like Wendy's burgers at all. I'm being honest. Uh, the only thing good at Wendy's is the value menu. Real talk. Uh, d- but Burger King also has breakfast, right? Yeah, they do. They got like croissant sandwiches and shit. Yeah, I don't know. I apparently it's pretty all right. I don't know. I've never really tried it. I mean, how bad can a croissant sandwich be? Yeah, you'd have to really fuck it up. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, I just had a bowl of a uh, cinnamon toast crunch, but it's uh, it's the churro version. Oh, interesting. Uh, I'm a th- yeah, I'm a 32-year-old man just eating a bowl of mini churros. Uh, it's great, Reed, because you can pour the milk over or you can just eat it as a snack. That's fine. Fuck yeah. Which, which reminds me, this is the last thing we'll say about food. I went to make, you know those Pillsbury pre-made cookies and they have like the Halloween ones? And you have like the different shapes. And sure. Like sugar cookies. So there's a Reese's Pieces one of that. And my wife bought it. So the other day I popped it in the oven and I, uh, I caught the, the front of this thing that noted that it is ready to eat or bake. Not okay to eat raw, but ready to eat or bake. So basically acknowledging the fact that a lot of people just eat those Pillsbury cookie doughs completely raw. Well, yeah, I don't think you should. But uh, well, apparently, well, the package is encouraging you at this point. They're saying this is a normal, is it, perfectly normal. It's a normal occurrence. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna stand. You're gonna stand on your fucking soapbox, eating your Whopper Junior at nine a.m. and be like, "Oh, I don't think you should eat that cookie dough, young man." Oh fuck! There's yeah, some you, lines you do not cross. <laughs> yeah, I'm like oh, that doesn't sound healthy as I hack my lungs out and eat yeah. fucking burger. Like, b- burger flam and like, oh, just uh, read. This has been a massive week for video games. Both releases and uh, the new things we've we've both played, new horizons. Uh, while there is a, a bit of news to get to, I'm just going to back burner that uh, so we can really talk about what we've been playing and our new feature, uh, which I'm just going to call a very loose, poorly done Resident Evil retrospective. <laughs> yeah, because in proxy we're going to be talking about all the others, but we're playing in co-op together Resident Evil 5. Which yeah. I was like, I was like, great, gonna beat my first Resident Evil, and then you know what, Lee? I was liking Resident Evil Five so much that I re-downloaded a game Damn. that I never finished, never even got close to finishing, which was the Resident Evil Two remake. Uh, and I was like, all right, not gonna be a pussy this time and actually play this game, and I fucking beat it last night. Damn. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, does it, so Resident Evil Two has two campaigns, right? Leon and Claire. Yeah, Leon and Claire, and then they both have Leon A and Claire A, and then Leon B and Claire B. What I've come to learn about this, though, is that the B scenario is just their A scenarios minus the very beginning, because it's just a short yes. form of it. And that's well, you play through both. Yeah, yeah and that's pre- and then there's an extra boss at the end, and that's pretty much it. Um, so did you just beat one playthrough? Yeah, each so character, I, I beat okay. I beat Claire A. I started out with Claire, and I beat Claire A. So I yeah I I might play Leon B. I know the only real difference is, however, is going to be 
uh, the boss on the descending train platform, and then instead of the Sherry Shurkin section, it's going to be um, Sherry Birkin section, sorry. It's going to be the yep. Ada Wong section. Okay. Mostly everything besides that is the exact same, except... More like Ada Wang. Yeah, except <laughs> Mr. X chases Leon a little bit more than Claire. Um, so, like... Like, I do obviously want to go play more, but if, like, 90% of the content is the same, including the puzzles and just navigating around the world and getting to the same locations, uh, I'm a little bit hesitant to go do that. I might go do all the free DLC that they have with the game first. Um, sure. So yeah, we'll see about that. But also, I, I could probably beat the Leon B scenario in, like, three hours now that I kind of know what I'm fucking doing. Um, yeah. But if you Are you going to go play three? Yes, I absolutely am going to buy the 3 remake when it comes out on sale on Steam. Oh, I'm, uh, there, there you are, yeah. Oh, uh, there's always a Steam sale. <laughs> there's always a Steam sale for Halloween. Um, so mm. I'm going to buy it on that day. I'm going to play the fuck out of it. Apparently it's pretty short, um, but it has more of an action yep. approach, which I, I don't disagree with. Uh, but I have nothing, nothing but fucking positive things to say about the Resident Evil 2 remake. I do not play horror games. I'm a big scaredy cat. I get, like, sh I shit my pants half the time during these kinds of games. Um, Damn. But, like, I've, but because we were playing, like, Resident Evil 5 and stuff like that, I started, you know, watching... Like, oh, this ain't so bad. I started watching, yeah, <laughs> I started watching videos, and I was like, I always liked Resident Evil, like, it's cheesy story, because I like anime and shit, right? Um, yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'll, like, things that are bad. Yeah, right. I was like, I, I spent $80 <laughs> on this game, like, years ago, and I played, like, two hours of it, like, I'm gonna fucking go for it this time. Seems like a weird call for the guy who doesn't like horror games to pay full price for... Yeah, well, I really but... wanted to play. Like, at the time, they had such hype behind it, right? Like, I wanted to be included and try it out, and I just couldn't get through it. But I'm really glad that I, 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 st I it's still in my library because I played through it, and I had a lot of fun with it. The puzzles were really, yep. the puzzles were really interesting. Uh, the game is fucking gorgeous still to this day. Like, it looks so good. Well, um, it's not... That game's only, like, three years old, isn't it? Well, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah. in comparison to lots of even PS5 titles and stuff like that. Sure. Um, that engine's a good-looking engine. Yeah, it's, it a very, yeah. yeah, it's a very good-looking engine. Because um, you saw in, like, Devil May Cry 5 and stuff like that, too. Um, uh, so, like, there's, like, obviously there's a bunch of things that I think is just, like, Resident Evil. Like, the weird dialogue, because, like, these characters are so casual for being in, like, this huge apocalypse situation. Yeah. Um... So, like, there's stuff like that. There's other things where they kind of assume you are either familiar with Resident Evil or played the original, too. Because uh, they don't explain... Like, they do kind of in the original, like, what Mr. X is doing there. They're like, oh, Umbrella sent this guy to get the G-Virus and fucking kill any witnesses. And you don't... You can't get that as easily in the two remakes. So he kind of just fucking shows up behind the helicopter and, like, what the fuck? Whereas in the original, do you, need a, do you need an explanation for him though? Can't he just be this mysterious threat? Well, yeah. Down? I, like, if you're into that, absolutely. I'm the kind of guy, especially for Resident Evil, which does explain the motivations of the thing chasing you. No, I just I like to no. <laughs> I'm not saying I need the motivations of it, but I like to know, especially for a game like Resident Evil, which is very anime-ish, as I said. Uh, I like to know all the inner workings of everything going on. Like, oh, Umbrella sent him. Why did Umbrella sent him? Uh, and what kind of tyrant is he? Is he a variant of the original tyrant from Resident Evil 1? Blah, 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 blah. Like, I like that kind sure. of shit. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I felt was missing from the remake was... Uh, it, it's 
but that's that's the thing about Resident Evil, as I've come to discover, is there is an overarching plot, but it's very sure. thin, and like you can tell, Capcom doesn't really give a shit about it because each like they're putting all their focus on the individual story for each game. Um, right. Like clearly, like it's like when you get to Resident Evil Five, like we're playing right now, like the villain is Wesker. And you're like, okay, like, the impression that you would get from the game is that Wesker's been this huge presence in the last every single game that's come before it, and it's all been culminating to this game because he's putting this world-ending, like, world-ending thing into effect, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like, you get the impression that, like, every single game has led up to this, but that's not the case. Wesker's in Resident Evil 1, and then he gets killed, but obviously he comes back because of, you know, the Resident Evil thing. Um, he's, like, not in 2 at all. Like, he doesn't affect anything. He's not in 3 at all. He doesn't affect anything. Like, he's kind of in 4, but he's just there for 2 seconds to tell Ada to bring him back to Lost Plagas thing. And then he's in Code Veronica, and that is just, like, almost completely unrelated to the main narrative. So then when 5 comes around, and he's, like, the big bad, and he's like, I've been working for this my whole life, you're like, yeah, it doesn't feel like it, though, anymore. Um, and I don't know if that's a, like a negative or a positive because when you're playing like a big long series of games like Resident Evil, you'd hope that like each game would directly tie more into one another. Uh, so what, let's boil it down. Let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is that I think the Resident Evil story, quote unquote, is just there to lead you to the set pieces. And that's fine because the gameplay is effective. It's you're, if, if I just tell you you're in a police station full of zombies, fi- figure it out. That's kind of all you need. Uh, and anything else uh, above and beyond that is just is just gravy. So the story of Resident Evil, so you have the... And, and correct me if I'm wrong, because, again, I have played a lot of these games. I, I don't really care about the narrative. You have, <laughs> you have stars, you have the BSAA, or originally stars, and you have the Umbrella Corporation. There's a mansion, and under the mansion's a lab. And am I just thinking of the movie now? And uh, there's there's a virus. They they the Umbrella Corporation is manufacturing like bioweapons, yes. uh, biohazard weapons, if you will. And uh, one of them is just basically like, hey, turn people to zombies. Uh, I don't know why that would be beneficial. No, uh, no, from, like a military see, point of and view. And see, this uh, is this is the stuff that I get like really obsessed over is like these points because you're like, why would they make zombies? That just seems fucking stupid. It's because and then it evolves into monsters later. It evolves into like yeah. uh, in four. It's not zombies necessarily. It's like a parasite. No, and the, but the like people are still people. But yeah, yeah. The original zombies, by the way, Lee, is because they're failed tyrants. That's all they are. Like you know the thing you fight at the end of Resident Evil One. Sure. A zombie is a failed version of that guy. Okay, so we're not raising people from the dead. No, they are, are they are raising people from the dead. It's just that like uh <laughs> like you have to be like there's very specific instance in which you can create a tyrant and like these other people are basically just being injected with raw T virus as opposed to going through like a lab process with the T virus okay. to become a tyrant. And the T virus to a civilian is just gonna turn you into a brain eating zombie yes. and turn you into a monster. Yes. Uh, but and, you and can you, just like but uh, you can use it. Yep. Yeah, you can <laughs> use it. You can use it with science to create all the Resident Evil bosses that you fight right. at Resident Evil One, Two, Zero, Code Veronica, fucking you name it. 
I don't think it comes up a lot in Resident Evil, but like if a if a T virus zombie bites you, you also become a zombie. That's by right. The exposure. It's just okay. yeah. So no that, one talks about it enough yeah. because like you get bit like kayfabe in the game when you yeah. like get attacked, and you're just like, oh yeah, whatever. Fuck, just put some put some weed on it. Well, that <laughs> that's like the easy, most cliched. Well, there's so much zombie media now that the uh, oh you've been bit, you're either hiding your bite or we're aware of it, and you're you're a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Kind of thing in Resident Evil because it's like. You mostly play as like military, secret service people that are mil- like trained in combat. Uh, that that kind of stuff doesn't like. Chris Redfield is just a a jughead, just like a a jarhead rather. Uh, not not Riverdale. Uh, he's just gonna do the mission. He obviously has a personal vendetta against Wesker, but other than that, he is just a he's he's. They're not mercs per se, but I guess. Like what are they? What is stars? Why do I care? Uh, they are the only ones fighting against Umbrella. They're the only ones. No, no, like, no. Well, no, but that's the other thing, Lee. Is that when you get to Resident Evil Four, which is like the other thing that you can tell Capcom doesn't really care about the overarching narrative. It's because when you get to Resident Evil Four, they're just like, oh yeah, uh, Umbrella went to court and they went bankrupt. Now they're no longer a thing, and like they're no longer even operating. And literally, that's it for Umbrella. Like all the villains, they go Team Rocket. They just, yeah, all the out. all the villains yeah. after like during Resident Evil Four and after is just like either Wesker or Umbrella's formal rivals in the bioweapons in the bioweapons market. <laughs> so like it's okay, just so like your everybody... your lead fucking villains, Umbrella, Resident Evil Four. You're like no, no, they're like they're gone. Don't even fucking worry about it. Like here's a little it. Napoleon guy. <laughs> he's, he's he's the new Wesker. Deal with him. Yeah, you're a small time. Uh, no so, thanks, bro. Uh, before you flame us in the chat, obviously we're not saying that the Resident Evil games are inherently bad because of this. Uh, oh no, no, no! I, the narrative. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. It's great. Like Resident Evil Five is a game where maybe, maybe Resident Evil Five is where the story matters the least, other than the fact that you have. It's almost like Matrix Three. It's like nothing. Who gives a shit? But you do get the big showdown at the end with with Smith. I guess that and you're either in or you're out. So yeah. Resident Evil 5 for me was always just like, I didn't have a reverence for Resident Evil 1 through 3 because I, I didn't really have a PlayStation back in the day and I couldn't handle uh, the controls. I thought that uh, in le- it, to make something intentionally clumsy to make me more stressed or scared, uh, I feel like if you're going to have a military character or a combat trained character, then it should be up to skill, which is why I like Resident Evil 4 and on because of that that little injection of action I feel make, makes you feel like, oh, I should have gotten out of the... Like, in Resident Evil 5 in particular, if you're not strafing back or turning around and walking away from enemies, you feel every time it's your fault that you stood there thinking you could kill them before they got to you, and they got to you. Whereas in Resident Evil 3, it's like, oh, do I have a, a dagger to instant kill this zombie? No, I don't. Okay, now I've lost a bunch of health. I might as well reload my save. I might as, like, um, It's a little more clumsy. And I didn't particularly like that back in the day. So even while I played the GameCube version of Resident Evil 1 and stuff like that, my reverence for the series really starts at 4. So I'm a... What would you call it? I'm like the millennial Resident Evil fan. It's just like, what what Resident Evil am I nostalgic for? Even though I was technically around for the heyday of Resident Evil 2 on PS1, which many people herald as one of their favorite games of all time. Resident Evil 4 is the first one. And on the Wii, mind you, read. How How much more casual could I get? Um... I fucking loved it though, and and the and the story and the and the and the characters and stuff like that just kind of are serviceable in the same way that they are in other Capcom games like a Devil May Cry. Uh, some of them are more memorable than others. Some of the bosses are more memorable than others. Yeah. But the moment to moment gameplay and uh, the immersion 
that's that's injected because of the horror elements of the game where you're not zoning out. You are kind of like keeping an eye on your corners and every time you go around a bend you're you're wondering what's going to pop out at you. That's very effective. Um and uh, I hope you've been enjoying Resident Evil 5. It, it's a great game. It's a great co-op game. It's a little old. Oh, it's, it's, it's the it's, menus and stuff are feeling a little little clunky, but No, um yeah. I really enjoy it's yeah, it's precise gameplay, like you said. You have to be very yeah. aware of your surroundings and your timing in regards to incoming waves of enemies. Um, obviously, the story is just like fucking whatever, especially for Resident Evil Five, because um, it's just like I hate, I hate being so dismissive about something as like crucial to a game's enjoyment, like a like a story. And there's people out there that I'm sure are huge apologists for it, and they're like, no, it's actually good because. And I'm just saying, compared to everything else I play. Resident Evil puts, we're both saying this, puts very little emphasis on on the the story being the gripping part. It's just the end goal. It's the thing you're walking towards. Yeah, and, um, and like, to my, I shouldn't say to my surprise, but, like, you, uh, I would say there's a big part of the Resident Evil fan base that say they don't like Wesker and his anime powers bullshit because they think he's, it's... He's the worst. Yeah. Like, I hate Wesker. I think as a character, he's, like, out of place and is the lame anime trope of instant transmissioning, kicking you in the side of the head. You can't, you can't shoot me. You can't hit me. What are you going to do? It's just like, man, I don't give a shit. Drop you in a volcano and shoot an RPG at you. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, I, I can absolutely see why people don't like him because he definitely clashes with the slow pace, especially of those older Resident Evils. Um, yeah. So him having these weird anime powers definitely makes the game already more actiony than it is, and it loses a lot of the like you can't you can't take the game as seriously after you see him do like a spinning barrel roll shadow teleport after getting shot. Um, and yeah, then, then he like effortlessly catches his sunglasses and stuff. That, yeah, that kind of bullshit. Yeah, and then you have to like go fight like slow Saddam Hussein looking guys after. <laughs> yeah, a lot of big bushy mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> uh but I I, I really yeah. like but besides that like gameplay and everything of Resident Evil 5 is absolutely fu- uh, fucking great. Uh and really like the remake. You should play 4 too. You should uh, or wait cuz they're making they're apparently making a proper Resident Evil 4 remake. Yeah, that's style so I've heard. Three, so um, I also hang out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I also plan on playing um <laughs> So besides the three remake, I might, if it's cheap enough, probably put pick up four and six during the sale as well. I'm really just... I was going to say, yeah. Play all, like, the modern ones. Because, like, I've never played a tank control run, and I, I don't know if I'm going to like it at all. I, it seems like a control scheme I'd have a very hard time getting around personally, but uh, but we'll see. It's, uh... Yeah, six is... Six. So the the problem with six, other than the guy blowing the giraffe on the cover, is uh, the the emphasis seemed to go away from the precision and the inventory management, which people like complain about. It's just like oh, you have to. Ma-. It's like no, that's part of the survival aspect. Is you have to make the hard decisions uh, to eat that egg to pick up that extra thing of ammo. Uh, but that's that's part of the game, right? It's a survival game. You can only carry so much in your pockets. You can either carry all this ammo or a bunch of guns. It doesn't necessarily make sense. Resident Evil 4 had, like, an attache case you could expand. Uh, and that, that weapon Tetris is, is rather fun. So they do away with that in 6 and just kind of give you a regular scroll-through-it uh, Dark Souls-style menu. And uh, take away kind of the, the weapon customization and the 
the the progression other than the story and you just really really just focusing on that gameplay going from point a to point b with three different campaigns and a huge action i don't have set much pieces <clears throat> yeah so i don't have a lot to say about it i beat the leon campaign and i was i believe i beat the chris campaign and then just 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 walked away um so if you if you do go through it i'd be very uh interested I don't know about that, how long this this Resident Evil conversation will go on for, but oh, sorry. Uh, if you do manage to finish that before we we get there, um, yeah. Sorry, your Hello. your voice breaks up every so often on Discord. It's kind of weird. That's okay. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm also uh, losing you here and there, so you know it is what technology. it is. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. I absolutely am enjoying it though, so I am probably gonna I'm probably gonna like pick them up, stream them, you know, all that shit. Yeah, um, Resident Evil Five though specifically, uh, we have Chris Redfield, we have Sheva, we are in Africa, and basically the same thing that was happening with the Parasite in Four is now happening in Five. Only there are differences because we had to make another game, and Leon already <laughs> took care of whatever happened in Four. Uh, this, so it's just us going through shanty towns, blowing away villagers. Uh, and that's that's more or less the first opening hour and a half, two hours of that game. Uh, then you start going towards the mines and you start fighting these horrors, these things that uh, they're creating, these monsters, uh, and that kind of becomes the focus of the back half of the game. Eventually you do end up shooting at, like... So I don't know if they still have the parasite in them, but we end up actually doing, like, cover shooting later in the game with, like, actual enemies that are, like, wielding rifles and stuff like that. But oh as far as I God. know, all those guys... Yeah, all those guys with the the bushy mustaches and the pitchforks. I nothing could say they couldn't hold an AK forty seven and fire it. Um, this is true. Did you ever see the Did you ever see the movie Land of the Dead? Yeah, oh, like with John like Wazano or whatever. Yeah. Yes. yes okay. He's, he's got a spear gun. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's maybe the worst zombie movie uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, Dennis Hopper is also in that movie, so it's almost like a, a Mario Brothers. Yeah, and, that, and not uh, Brad Pitt. I forget his name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was supposed to be like this, the more or less sequel to Dawn of the Dead where people had been living with zombies for a long time and we've made like domed cities and uh, the zombies gain intelligence somehow and they're able to like pick up shit. guns and like, <laughs> yeah, and then John Leguizamo literally becomes a zombie uh, that's out for revenge and shoots Dennis Hopper with a spear gun at the end of that movie. Spoilers. Uh, but that's... I don't know if that was the influence here, where she's like, we can have our cake and eat it too. We can have people who want to bite you on the neck, but they can also, like, bow staff fight you and, like, fire a gun. Um, and that's and that's super lame. I just, like, as, a, as an enemy concept, I don't know. That's Yeah, uh, I think the big appeal, especially of something like a Resident Evil zombie, is that uh, all their humanity is gone and it's nothing left but this primal instinct. Um, yeah. so the second that you start showing, like, like you said, in line of the dead, that it's intelligence. So the, uh, implication is that they have sentience so that they are making choices. So they are no longer as scary. Um, I think the lost Plagas, exactly and right. the, I think the lost Plagas <laughs> in the case of Resident Evil five is fine because it still feels like like, these people aren't themselves and they can't make any choices. Like, they're clearly, obviously, being controlled by something, so they're just, they're just, they're vibing. Um, but it's, it's no, it's no regular zombie. I think you'd still be a little bit better if they were all just regular zombies coming at you. Yeah. 
tons of weapons, items, ways to blow up these villagers. Uh, they blow up themselves. The dynamite guys can take out waves of their own men just by shooting them in the arm or leg. Uh, the, the reaction stuff is really cool here. Obviously, they improve on it later in Resident Evil 6 and uh, even more so in 7 and, and 8 Village. Uh, but the the hit the hit uh, staggering and stuff like that is very very good uh, in Resident Evil Four and Five and still feels good to this day even though those games are over ten fucking years old now or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're playing as Chris. I'm playing as Sheva. Not a lot different control wise between them. They have different melee attacks. Uh, you've got a machete. I've got like a little shank. <clears throat> you want to uh, if you're playing in co-op, you want to uh, diversify what weapons each person is carrying so you can share ammo. It just makes way more sense that way. Uh, obviously something like a magnum eventually both of you may maybe want to be carrying them for a uh, for boss fights and whatnot uh, if you're playing alone uh, I don't know if you want to even try playing that game alone it's kind of interesting that you have to manage both people's inventories even though you do never play as the other person uh, anytime you have to send Sheva somewhere the AI has to go do what it's gonna do it's it's kind of interesting uh, and and the inventory stuff is is kind of fun I Am I alone? Like, is the no? I, I I like the inventory yeah. systems of these Resident Evil games. It does force choices for you, which I I agree with. Um, I like that in Resident Evil Five you can upgrade weapons too and collect money. There is some progression to it, which is really enjoyable. Like what I really liked about Resident Evil Two Remake was uh, constantly having to go back to get items that you previously couldn't, such as hip pouches to increase your inventory slots, so you could have more ammo and all that other stuff. Um, yeah, no, I like it. It's it's something to work towards. It's progression. It's my favorite stuff in video games. So nothing but thumbs up for me for that shit. There it is. Yeah, it's like the it's like someone took the Witcher three inventory system and just shrunk it to like one eighth. Yeah, like <laughs> took it took it down. Yeah, uh, kind of like yeah, that, man. but uh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, so we where did we stop? We got to we were, we were doing the thing in the swamp, uh, where the crocodiles and we were in the in the uh, the fan boat and uh, collecting all the fragments to open that door, and then we kind of stopped right after that. So yeah, that's where we're it's right around there. And I'm uploading all of it to my YouTube. There it is. You yeah. can see us playing through it. Uh, we're, we're mostly doing a pretty good pretty good job, I think. Uh, the, on, the only deaths have come, like, instant kills, uh, I think, when, like, uh, oh, one time I got separated from you and then couldn't, uh, couldn't spray myself in dying state or whatever. But <laughs> otherwise, I think we're doing okay. I, I don't remember those games ever being particularly challenging. It's more... And they're forgiving too. They just checkpoint you to the beginning of the thing. Uh, you can you keep all the ammo and stuff you had, so it's not it's not the end of the world. No, so, not at all. Um, no, yeah, that's Resident Evil for now. Uh, you'll we'll check back with Reed next week, see what he's gotten up to. But what a crash course, Reed. Have you been playing anything else other than Red, Resident Evil? Uh, not particularly. I've been playing some Pokemon still, of course. Uh, some competitive Pokemon. Having a good time with that. Made some more sun teams and some more rain teams because I'm a big weather spamming loser. Uh, but besides that, no, it's yeah, it's pretty much been the Resident Evil 2 remake. I've been meaning to go back to Final Fantasy X because I started that for my YouTube as well, which is, by the way, YouTube, uh, Bonesome Doors. Um, but I haven't went back to that yet because of the whole the Twitch hack thing, whatever the fuck happened there. Uh, they... There's like a, a site-wide glitch where you can no longer directly export your videos to YouTube. Um, so the alternative is you have to download the video from Twitch and then upload it from there to YouTube, like as, as after you downloaded it. Uh, but it takes like four times fucking as long to do that because if you just export it directly to YouTube, it's surprisingly quick. Um, 
and it's way more convenient because it's just like two clicks, boom, boom, export, you type in your title, it's gone. Um, so it's really inconvenient for me right now because I do want to stream and upload these videos, but like, I can't be fucking bothered to keep downloading and uploading uh, all these videos over and over again. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's it's not that much of a pain in the ass, honestly, but it is what it is. Uh, it's like I that's another thing. What I kind of like about the PS Five, at least, is that I can also just directly export to YouTube. Um, and the fact that I can use my PC headset on there now means my voice quality is a little bit better on there too, which is great. Uh, but I'm up, I'm uploading so much shit there now, which is awesome. I I I don't even care if people watch me or not. It's gonna like. I keep thinking how weird it's going to be when I'm old as shit and I look at my YouTube when I was like 20-something and I don't watch <laughs> myself play games and I'm like, man, I fucking suck. Um, That's weird that you think of it from now to then. A lot of people think of now looking back at themselves as kids. You're like, no, when, I look, when I'm old as fuck looking at me now... Approaching thirty, that, yeah. that's that'll be the weirdest. <laughs> well, I don't have any videos of me when I'm like younger than twenty uh, something on my YouTube. So. You can upload videos of yourself watching videos of yourself, and it'll just be like the read, cringe, react video. It's just you cringing at your own self. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's life. I mean, what is uh, you know? Yeah, uh, I've been playing a ton of weird stuff. You want you want to hear about? Yeah, it? like what have you been playing? What's what's weird? Uh, so I. I beat the living shit out of this game called The Procession to Calvary. This is a point-and-click adventure game. It's on Game Pass. It was a Kickstarter game. Uh, it is a game made out of Renaissance paintings, uh, taken and animated and mismatched together into a very, very effective visual style. Uh, it's It's got a lot of... Uh, not horror, but it's got a lot of a uh, of very gruesome things, as you can see depicted in one of these old paintings. Uh, it has a lot of comedy therein, uh, and uh, kind of the best thing I can compare it to is a you know Monty Python, you know the yeah. animated parts with the big foot and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that, but right. more, but not as uh, fantastical. More, it's very very well done. Uh, it's a short game. You can get it now on Game Pass. I 100%ed it. I got all the achievements. I got every ending for this game. I uh, had a great time with it. The puzzles are are fun to think about. There was only one that really uh, got me hung up on it uh, near the end. And uh, big recommend from me. Uh, the story, more or less. Uh, the Holy War has ended. Uh, your character is distraught that uh, they can no longer wanton murder across the lands. Uh, so they go talk to the what will be the new king, Immortal John, and ask him, hey, is there anybody that possibly needs a murdering? And you learn that the, the previous king or the bishop or whatever he is living in a basilica in this, in this nearby kingdom uh, named Heavenly Peter, that guy, uh, because I am your king now, you can go kill that guy. So your quest is off. Uh, you do all this point-and-click adventuring just so you can get that one last murder in. Uh, but there is a hidden ending where you just go on a killing spree and kill a bunch of people anyways uh, to skip the puzzles. And that leads to a different ending where you are crucified. And there is lots of crucifixion in this game. Uh, there is... Uh, Jesus is there. He's referred to as a street ma uh, magician. Uh, the devil makes an appearance. Uh, it's... It is good times. Check out that game, Procession to Calvary. I've also played, or rather watched my wife play The Artful Escape. Uh, it would not be correct to call this a point-and-click adventure game. It is more of a interactive narrative game. Uh, so you're doing a lot of walking left to right. 
uh, you're talking to characters, sometimes the game will switch into almost like a rhythm game, a Simon-esque Guitar Hero game, but it's a little looser than that, uh, where you play guitar. This game is all about visuals, it's all about its music, uh, its story is really cool, it's a, a few hours long, it's, it's more like Journey, I guess, it's just a game where there's not necessarily a clear difficulty uh it's just are you enjoying it moment to moment are you pushing forward the visuals are absolutely stunning the animation in this game looks awesome and that's called the artful escape uh and the base, basic storyline there is it's like the future i guess uh you are the nephew of a famous bob dylan-esque uh figure who has passed away and you are going to perform at a uh like tribute concert and uh, everybody thinks you're shit, and you're also uh, trying to kind of cut your own way as your as your own musician, kind of find your own voice and whatnot. Everybody's expecting you to just do a greatest hits of your uncle because you look like him. Uh, and then a uh, Carl Weathers, the actor, uh, plays a character in this game who shows up and takes you on a space adventure all in one night, uh, like an 80s movie, where it's just like time stands still as the character goes on this huge monumental journey, uh, and you're going through space and time, and you're playing guitar with all these aliens, and it's really fucking cool. But now, the piece de la resistance, read. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Oh my goodness. Uh, did you watch any of the trailers for this game? No, I'm... <laughs> no I did not. <laughs> you like Smash Brothers, though. I, hey, kids. I, I don't you, mind. You like Smash Brothers? I don't mind it, I guess. Like, I'm not a big Smash guy, no, I wouldn't say. Okay. Well... Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is maybe the best Smash Brothers aside from Smash Brothers. Uh, I would rather play Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl than play Smash Brothers Brawl. Certainly. Uh, that That's for sure. Uh, so this game takes all the Nickelodeon properties, sort of. Uh, you got your SpongeBob, you have your Avatar Airbender characters, you have Korra, you've got... Uh, real monsters. Uh, hey Arnold characters in this thing. You got Nigel Thornberry hanging out. Uh, the the Ninja Turtles because they're from Nickelodeon now. They're they're there. Reptar from Rugrats. Uh, this is this is does what it, you does it have to... the rocket power guys. No rocket power guys. Fuck. Uh, the, yeah, the squid. <laughs> totally beefed it, man. Uh, no rocket power yet. So the thing about this game is it is budget as fuck. Uh, they don't have any licensed music. They don't have any voiceovers. Not licensed voiceovers. I'm saying no voiceovers at all. No character makes a noise. <laughs> There's just like whiffs of fists and like legs and stuff flipping through the air. But no, like SpongeBob's not like, ah, take that or anything like that. Nothing. <laughs> hey, Dad, uh, can I so make it, a game too? Oh, yeah, sure. Here's $200. <laughs> it, basically. Uh, so it's ma it's published by Game Mill, which you, of course, expect only the best from Game Mill. Uh, but they have the Nickelodeon property here. They can say the characters' names. They have the likenesses of the characters. It, it, it's a very feature-devoid game. It's got an arcade mode. It has your, like, stocked, timed, and a sports mode where you're, like, knocking a ball through a hoop, which is actually kind of fun. Uh, the arcade mode is basically like your classic mode. Fight a bunch of guys on different difficulties. Uh, and then your your standard, like, brawls and team brawls and stuff. That's kind of all that's in this game. Uh, but that's all that it really, it really needs because the gameplay is tight. It feels good. It feels way better than a PlayStation uh, All-Stars Battle Royale ever did. Like I said, it feels better than Smash Brawl. It's fast, like faster than Melee fast. Uh, you have three attack buttons, strong, uh, light, or whatever you want to call it, and special. And then just like Smash Brothers, every direction does something different. When you're dashing, it does something different. When you're in the air, it does something different. What it doesn't have is tilt moves, no tilt moves, and no charge moves. So you're not holding the stick and charging the button or anything like that. You push side and square. That's the move you're doing. Uh, it's got your double jump. And then, of course, your special up is uh, an additional air recovery or grapple or something that gets you there. So in terms of 
playing this game, if you have played Smash Brothers, obviously you're going to take to the mechanics very, very quickly. Uh, you were racking up percentage on your opponent and trying to knock them off the stage. Uh, the stages are actually relatively neat. Uh, the Powdered Toast Man stage, you're like fighting on a kitchen counter and there's a, a bowl of cereal you can fucking spike people into. Uh, and that comes to the next part. The spiking, the moves, uh, the, the responsiveness and the kineticness of the characters feels awesome. This game is very good. It feels like a good Smash Brothers clone, but it's like in this, like you said, $200 box. Uh, that is to say, it is a budget price game. I think you can get it for like $50 or whatever, but if you have a reverence for these characters, like I grew up watching Nickelodeon because I had satellite, Humber Brett. Humber yeah, Brett. me too. <laughs> uh, so like these characters are, are, like I like these characters more than Disney or more than something like that. Even like, it's cool to see them. The art style they've chosen to kind of like, so all the characters are clearly done in the same art style. Unlike Smash Brothers where they kind of are a 3D rendering, but they are made to look like what they're from. This, like, the texture of the skin and, like, how the characters are presented all kind of has the same malaise to it. And Nigel Thornberry just, like, is a horror show. Like, he's, he's got those inset eyes and that, that fucking, oh, my God, it's great. Uh, that, it, all that's missing is, like, the cartoon sound effects and the voices. And this would really be put over, I think. Like, I think that would be, they unfortunately didn't want to spend that money. Like, I don't know what that money would be, but to not have that music and not have that other stuff, what shines through here is the effort based on what they had. They have a really good engine. The game plays fun. You can play it for hours. It's It's got that crisp, uh, really good Smash Brothers quality, if not a little faster, something that's a little more, like I said, kinetic. Uh, and then the music is all sound-alike stuff or original music. So, like, when you go to the SpongeBob stage, it's just playing, like, kind of general ukulele Hawaiian music, and it's, like, it's fine. Uh, there's, like, multiple Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stages uh, where you can go to, and they have, like, sick-sounding, kind of reverent, like, jams from the 90s. Like, it's all fine. Uh, it's just super weird that there's no voice acting uh, in this Nickelode. Like, when you think of a cartoon... What's the first thing you think of before you think of, like, the actual just, vi like, face of the cartoon is you think about their voice, the, like, all iconic, and none of that's in here. Uh, there's apparently going to be DLC. People have data-mined the game, as they tend to do, which doesn't always mean anything, but uh, Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life has been uh, spotted, as has Garfield, uh, which Viacom, who owns Nickelodeon, apparently bought, like, three years ago. So Garfield is, like, a honorary Nickelodeon character now? That's fucked up. That's not right. Yeah, Lee, this, that ain't right. you're getting upset about it like when fucking Cloud showed up in Smash. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah oh. has no right. Never, not native on a Nintendo console. Never saw Garfield <laughs> on Nickelodeon. Get him the fuck out. <laughs> uh, people were, pe all the boomers are like, oh man, we should, uh, they should put like live action, like, you know, your, your double dare and your like all that. Like, where's Keenan and Kel as a tag team? And I think if they went over the top and like made cartoon versions of live live characters in this game i think that would be fucking awesome amanda bynes no shows up <laughs> yeah amanda bynes like shows up smoking weed in her car or whatever uh she's like a tiktok rapper now or something so the, she'd be looking for the clout man Lee, who she, is it these days amanda bynes wishes that the, the phone was ringing and it was nickelodeon all-star brawl amanda amanda, amanda 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 uh it's so it's so weird and sterile without that that extra injection but whatever it is what it is uh, and I do I recommend it for the budget price if you're like a huge Smash Brothers fan or you're different di disenfranchised with Smash Brothers or looking for something to fuck around with a group of people on a weekend for uh, yeah man it's budget price it's 50 bucks 
get it. All the characters are unlocked from Go, uh, unless they're doing DLC at some point. But just just get in there and have some fun. And uh, it's fucking weird, man. I was like playing as April O'Neil, just roundhouse kicking SpongeBob in the head and shit. I was like, this is this is okay. This has an appeal. Yeah, sure. someone would like this. Uh, other than that, I'm making a lot of headway in Yakuza Three. I am in the, the last the last throws of that game. Uh, we'll be moving on to four shortly, and eventually working my way back up to Like a Dragon, so we can finally feature it. I think that's the plan. Oh my god! Oh my god! Reed, mm. uh, it's been forty minutes, so we have a we have a, a choice here uh, to just talk generally about video games or pivot to some news before we uh, before we go our separate ways. I'd say let's pivot to some news. Bit piss fit. Uh, oh, did I talk about Metroid Dread? No. No fuck. It's good. Uh, so I ended up uh, getting Metroid Dread last week. After thinking I wasn't going to, uh, hey, do you like Metroid games? It's a good one. <laughs> I don't know if I have any more or less to say about it. Here's my review. Uh, it's a good Metroid game. The thing about Metroid games is uh, the price of the Metroid game and the value therein is determined by what console it's on. So, like Metroid Fusion being the last numbered Metroid game, uh, that came out on Game Boy Advance, and at the time, a Game Boy Advance game was probably between thirty and forty bucks, brand new. Now we're looking at this game, which is it has the same appeal and has the same length of a game like that, and it's eighty because it's on the Switch. Uh, yeah. And then Kotaku went and uh, widely circulated ways to pirate the game after we've waited thirteen years or whatever it's been for for a Metroid game. So that was great. Uh, but news is news, and you got to report on it. Uh, just like the fact that there's a game-breaking bug late game in Metroid, there's a way around it, and they're patching it. So don't worry about that. Uh, if you like filling in the map, exploring, getting new power-ups, and being able to open that door you couldn't open before games, Metroid Dread's for you. Uh, the gimmick here is you are on these planets with these like security robots called Emmys, and they are terrifying. Uh, they sense your sound when you move around. They like click and find you. Uh, you get different ways to evade them, but more or less, anytime you're in within their zone, you have to just book it. Uh, and the the strategy here, the uh, the meta, as it were, would be to look at your map and kind of decide where you're going to go before you even enter the zone. Because once that thing chases you and you're just in a mad panic to uh, to get the fuck out, uh, you kind of lose track of what what direction you were actually trying to head in. Uh, if one catches you, it kills you instantly. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Uh, so you have a split second to do a quick time event with no prompt. Uh, it's something that's just kind of based on the animation, and I. I'm having an awful time with it because the first six times an Emmy caught me, I did this. So I'm like, oh, that's not a big deal. I can knock out these quick time events like nothing. And then I proceeded to fail the next 12 quick time events. And I'm like, oh, fuck me, these things. Um, so you run around, you puzzle solve, you get through doors, you beat bosses until you get these uh, certain power-ups which allow you to kill the Emmys. And then you eventually have a showdown. You can blow them up in this like weird kind of horror uh, mode that the game goes into once they're dead you can explore their zones freely without having to worry about being fucking stalked and stabbed through the chest uh and uh yeah samus off on another adventure uh they they made samus badass stoic again in this she doesn't really say much just goes around blasting ass and posing and uh it's it's got a good isolated feel to it it's got a creepiness to it krista my uh, my wife was like watching over my shoulder and she's just like are metroid games scary and I'm like, actually, yes. There, there's a, there's a creep, a creepiness to them. There's a something with the, the sound design and the. They're clearly being the. They're clearly partially inspired by like Alien and shit. Oh yeah, you're you're the lone you're the lone gunman on a ship full of fucking aliens and things no one's ever seen before and and stuff like that. There's there's absolutely a horror, dead space aspect to. Oh, could you imagine if they did a Metroid like Dead Space? Oh my god! Like a like a like a tank controls. Oh my god! Oh my god! 
Rito Dino uh, Crisis. So right before, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I said Dino Crisis. <laughs> oh man, a new Dino Crisis would would be sick. The fact that they haven't tried to do that with the the repopularity of uh, Jurassic Park and stuff like that. Get Chris Pratt in a Dino Crisis game. Yeah, uh, he's given everything. He's Mario. He's yeah. He's this he's Lego he's man. <laughs> I don't hate you worth a bet. He's the ex-husband of Anna Ferris. Come on. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fuck that up, you know? Like, who, where, like where do you go after Anna Ferris? Let's talk to you. Animal Crossing had a giant direct this morning, and I had a giant erect this morning. No, uh, <laughs> this fucking direct was badass. Uh, people have been asking where the Animal Crossing updates are. It's because they're compiling them all into the biggest update of all time. I have never seen a game... Uh, especially a Nintendo property, so Mike drop a a update like this where it's just like, hey, you know every single thing on people's wish lists. I saw people making like, like stupid ass uh, bingo cards of like, what are we gonna get during the direct? I swear to God, if they didn't fill every single square on those fucking bingo cards, man. Uh, gyroids are back. They added a whole paid DLC after announcing all this, uh, where you get to design a whole resort island. Uh, and, and design like a town and stuff like that. They expanded Harv's Island to have a shopping plaza. They added a bunch of NPC characters that people are looking for back. They added a bunch of different uh, items, obviously. Uh, every, everything. More everything. If you thought of it, if you thought this game needed it, residents can visit you. Uh, the Roost is back. You can use more amiibo cards. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, go watch this 20-minute direct if you are an Animal Crossing fan uh, or if you, you haven't uh, dusted off the Switch in a while to play that game. This direct was absolutely phenomenal. Hats off to Nintendo. I... I I don't often say this. They satisfied me as an Animal Crossing fan who has 300 hours into this game, and my wife has 600 hours into this game. As a fan who's already put that much time into this game, uh, they're adding cooking to the game, new crops to the game. They're adding, holy shit, man, uh, it's awesome. So uh, sign me up, take my money. That paid DLC is well worth the price for what is basically a whole other game they're adding onto this thing. Uh, so sign me the fuck up. Tom Holland says No Way Home is the end of Marvel's Spider-Man trilogy. I just wanted to read that headline, because what the fuck does that mean? That's it for Spider-Man? Read? He's done? That just means the trilogy. I think he's still going to appear in, like, every other fucking... I don't know. I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he's going to appear in fucking Venom 3. That's what's going to fucking happen. Uh, I'm just scroll- scrolling through news in real time, because I didn't actually... Uh... <laughs> Man, Diablo 2 is having fucking problems, eh? What do you mean? It's having, like, server outages and, like, weird errors caused by, like, the original game code or something like that. Like, something's not meshing. And then there was that whole to-do with, uh, you can't, like, reload and fight bosses because of the, the timeout thing. That's all... That's all still there. Uh, Back for Blood came out. You have, you have no interest in that game? I thought you were, uh, No, not at all. Like, it, no? I would if my friends were picking it up, but nobody is, so... Your, uh, your zombie renaissance here as you, uh, <laughs> you're like, I'm not afraid anymore. I'll shoot a zombie in the face. I don't give a fuck. No, I played Speaking Blood for zombie- Dead. <laughs> Speaking of zombies, Call of Duty Vanguard zombie mode got revealed. <laughs> it's all zombies, bro. This time of year. Jesus Christ. Uh, I've been watching highlights from Battlefield. I don't know if you've seen any. Do you watch Highlight Reel on YouTube? No. The, like, uh, the, like, glitches. The Kotaku one? No. Uh, the, No. This is this is something else. Uh, it's just a compilation of glitches and stuff like that. Uh, Highlight Reel does refer to just a compilation of video game glitches, so that might be something tangentially related. Uh, but I've been watching a bunch of from Battlefield, and that game's got a grappling hook too, just like Halo does. 
Uh, so I've seen people do all kinds of stupid bullshit uh, in that game. It's looking pretty good. Uh, if I had to choose between Call of Duty and Battlefield this year, my vote would be Titanfall. No, my vote would be Battlefield. <laughs> it's always uh, Titanfall. Yeah, there's still hope, baby. It's still It could still happen. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to more or less do it. The The news is is slim man what a bunch of i just went through a whole page of of polygon there wasn't a single video game story it was all related to tv shows squid game movies uh rockstar more or less confirmed that grand theft auto uh trilogy re-release uh which i'll be honest with you i'll play vice city uh in some kind of weird it's the, the thing about those games is on pc they have been modded to death uh, people have remade those games multiple times over in other game engines. Like, you can go play a version of San Andreas that I'm sure runs on, like, the GTA 4 or 5 engine at this point. Um, but there's still something to be said for uh, how much of a, ca- a cash-in is this? How much work are they willing to do to these games after basically re-releasing the same game for nearly 10 years now? Um, that's, I think, going to do us, Reed. Reed, what, is, what are your plans for the day? Are you playing? What are you playing today? No, I'm going to clean the apartment. Then we're going to have a big, long shower. And then, uh, I don't know, I might play Leon B. I might play some Pokemon. Not too sure. The fucking world is your oyster yep. at that point. It's, only, it's before 11 a.m. on a Friday. You have recorded a podcast. You have eaten a Whopper Jr. <laughs> it's the, the gates of, of Nirvana are open to you, Reed. Uh, if you have a question... Or topic or whatever uh, at Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter. Uh, Leah to iceberg.com is my email address. So you can send them there. Uh, look for our Mass Effect Mass Massive compilation uh, of our our multi part conversation of the Mass Effect trilogy. I recommend the beginning and the end. That's all I'll say. Uh, we we come into it real hot, and then uh, we kind of we kind of toil in the middle a little bit. Uh, you where you were not blown away by Mass Effect two. And then at the end with Mass Effect 3 and the ending and our retrospective on the whole thing, uh, I think it, it wraps up in a nice package. Uh, so look for that in the coming weeks. Otherwise, this will be considered our first part of our Resident Evil shoddy retrospective as Reed <laughs> just plays Resident Evil games and we go through five uh, during the spooky season of the year. So. As Reed plays Resident Evil games. <laughs> yeah, Reed, Reed finally plays Resident Evil games and realizes, hey, they're not too scary. They're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, there's your jump scares and some of the monsters are scary, sure. Uh, but I don't think this will infect your dreams like a Silent Hill would, perhaps. Uh, more psychological. In Resident Evil, you do get a gun, and you do get to shoot whatever's coming at you in the face, and that's what's expected of you. Yep. So remember that. Uh, everybody have a safe uh, October 15th. That's all I'm going to say. And happy 40th wedding anniversary to my parents this Sunday. For myself, Lee, and for Reed, thanks for signing up. We're going to go play some video games and talk to you next week. Goodbye.